Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We're starting a brand new franchise this week as we're starting the Smoking the Bandit franchise. As this week, we're going to do the first one, Smoking the Bandit. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm along here with Ricky Marcelli, the man that picked this franchise. I was surprised at how, like, anti-racism and pro-strong sexualized women this movie was. I wasn't prepared for that. And, um, uh, Junior, Juan Kiswa. Oh, that might be one of the harshest ones ever. (laughs) Although, to be fair, the man who played that is, like, immensely talented and... Like a huge musician, so you can at least take that to the bank. Yeah, yeah, you got that going for me. I'm just going to tell you guys this now, by the way, before Keith, you ramp. Um, (laughs) I've been, I was going to give you all trucker names, and I've been thinking about like all day of like to make a trucker, and I'll I'll try and do it for two. But I've been, it's been pretty hard for me, like. Just been stressing the, out about trying to give us trucker. On the end of this episode, can we just pick our own? Like we'll have the the next. No, I must give it to you. He's doing it, and I'm okay with that. I, okay. I, you shall be given a new name. Also, the Junior. The, the, the vibes of uh of Joe's intro there really, really, really got me going. He better chill out. Like it was really sultry. Like <laughs> I, I feel like I'm all horned up. I mean, now. he's like, trying to that. encompass fucking Burt Reynolds and Sally Fields <laughs> from this movie. Dude, Burt Reynolds was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> 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 I'm a, I have a feeling that's why this movie did so well. You just put two really hot people on my screen for well, like. D- d- were they like actually? Is there a, is that yes, commonly they known? Were, as they they were dating in the seventies. Jesus, uh, they were like that. <laughs> it was it was hot. <laughs> oh, we get to bring back Keith's horny factor. Oh man, this movie like uh, yeah, it's up there for you. <laughs> I also really appreciated the like low key horniness of it, where like. Bandit would just slip in lines like, "Yeah, you can jump me." And she'd be like, "What?" And he'd be like, "What?" I'm a professional. I, I do. I, that line was so good. Oh, you don't look like that. Uh, so smoking the bandit came out in 1977, May 27th of 1977. Uh, rated PG. With <laughs> Wait, a what? Dude, I miss it, the old MPAA. <laughs> this is rated PG. Um, a runtime of one hour and 36 minutes, so tight 90. As we said before, it stars Burt Reynolds, Sally Fields, Jerry Reed, uh, Jackie Gleason, as Sheriff Buford T. Justice. Make sure you got that name fully the whole time. Um, <laughs> Mike Henry, uh, Pat McCormick, and Paul Williams. Like, I have no idea if these people were famous yet before they did this movie, but this legitimately, like, if you were handed the script, this this movie had no business having a cast this loaded. (laughs) So, like, Jerry Reed, do you know who he is? Uh, Only because I looked it up just now. You know, I like, I just pieced, I mean, of course I know his music, he's whatever, but, like, I didn't know that was him in the movie. (laughs) Right? I didn't realize... He fucking he sings Eastbound and Down. He is Eastbound and Down. It's like I know a bunch of Jerry Reed songs, but I didn't realize that was like him. Do, do you know that uh, he's in the the Water Boy? Oh, I didn't, that makes again, sense. Again, till I checked IMDb just like two seconds ago. He's the football coach. Hey, okay. Water Boy. 
Good job, Um, Jerry Reed. Doesn't he have the if you're if if you got the gold mine, I got the shaft. Isn't that Jerry Reed? I'll look it up. I'm I'm a yeah. I you can look to, that up, music I, man. I listen to a lot of country radio. <laughs> yeah, you do. He's also apparently he ma- he's the one who originally wrote like a famous Elvis song. Which one was it? You guys will look it up. Uh, director is Hal Needman. He's Hal Needman is actually a stuntman before uh, taking over, trying to become a director. As this is, what does it say? Uh, he was the highest paid stuntman in the world. He broke over 56 bones, his back twice, punctured a lung, knocked out a few teeth. Uh, his career has included work over 4,500 television shows and 30, 310 feature films as a stuntman. Um, Smoking the Bandit is his first movie that he directed. What we're learning uh, is give stunt people more first-time directing yeah. roles because all they do is make bangers. Yep. He uh, did the 1978 Hooper with Burt Reynolds. He's good friends. He will good friends with Burt. Um, he did both Cannonball Run movies. Um, he did 1986's Body Slam, which we did for the queue years ago. It's about a wrestling movie with Roddy Piper. Um, then he started doing prequels to the band, uh, Smoking the Bandit called Bandit. And then like, um, uh, we're not director, uh, actor. Where are you, director? He moved uh, prequel shows as called Bandit Go, uh, Bandit, Bandit Goes Country, Bandit, 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 Beauty and the Bandit, and Bandit, Bandit, Silver a- Angel. There's the movies, he, he these did are all three TV separate movies. movies that were just called Bandit, four uh, <laughs> TV movies about Bandit. And one starred um, Elizabeth Berkley from uh, uh, not uh, yeah from uh, Saved by the Bell. Well, hey, in the words of a uh, the popular Jerry Reed song, um, "When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not." He also was the originator of a thing called love. So, like, Jerry Reed's <laughs> kind of a fucking baller. <laughs> uh, there's he uh, Hal also directed a movie that I heard it's like it's in there for one of the worst. It's called Mega Force. <laughs> it's an '82 movie and it's supposed to be like re- like one of those like really bad movies that are not good, but I'll probably enjoy it. So I, I'm I've I'm searching that one out. It's kind of like if we let Chad Stalinsky do something that wasn't John Wick with Keanu Reeves, I'm sure it would like it would all be really bad. Did did any of y'all watch that Odenkirk one? Didn't wasn't there John Wick people involved in that? Um, I know, or like a producer uh, or something. The Bob Oden, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, what is that? Nobody. That was yes. That was Which like is one the of name the of first... a guy in Wick Four. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why it was confusing when he's like, I'm nobody. I'm like, it's, I was like the whole time, like there's something, a character or a movie. <laughs> um, not, yeah, uh, might have some of the producers or writers from the it's wicked Wick adjacent somehow. Wick adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did you guys think of the, uh, smoking the bandit? I, I know this is my first time watching it and Rick, you're the one that picked it. I did. I loved it. I used to. So my connection to it was back in the day, my mom used to have to travel for work a lot. And my mom was a strong single mom. So when that happened, she'd have to get people to come watch me. 
And one of those times was one of her friends from high school came up and she introduced me because it was like on TV. And she's like, oh, I love this movie. Probably not an appropriate movie for like an elementary school kid to be watching. It's PG, it's fine. It's PG, dude. It's fine. <laughs> but like the song got me. It was just a fucking badass car doing badass things. So I was like, dude, this fucking rocks. And yeah, dude, it's a fucking badass song and a badass car doing badass things. The movie fucking rocks. And it actually ages well, which was super confusing. I didn't understand that at all. I'm like, wait, it it's anti-racism. The bad guy is just a shitty cop who's a racist prick, and you get to just be happy about that fact. And like women are empowered, and Sally Field's character is like actually has a personality and context to who she is as a person, so everything makes sense. Why why do we not still get movies like this now? Pretty hard for that. Keith? So my connection to... All my connections are like very adjacent. It's like sort of cultural osmosis kind of stuff. Like uh, growing up, we I had that... Uh, my parents had the C.W. McCall tape. There. We got a great big convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Uh, cassette Ain't tape. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Yeah, and so I've always had like... like trucker lingo has always charmed me <laughs> and he's he's um, goal in life has become a lot lizard yeah one day and then um i'm a large very i've seen every episode of squid billies and after watching this movie i'm like oh they just get a lot of their like gags from this movie which is a great source of inspiration makes me like squid billies more and um as a cdl holder myself I enjoy. Oh my god! No, here we go. <laughs> I enjoy uh, talking on uh, the radio with my sweet handle using sweet codes. Talking to so, people yeah, named Little like... Beaver. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, you got to call ahead sometimes and arrange for barricades. But um, no, and then uh, watched it and I loved how simple, <laughs> simple it was, and it was just like. And had a good look. Yeah, it was, it was it was a blast. I loved it. Yeah, it upresed pretty well. Like there were some shots where like it, they didn't upres well, but there was some stuff that just looked gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the movie. Um I'm with Keith and like it's like how simple <laughs> this movie is. Uh, we gotta do this, and that's what we're gonna do. And then you know, it was fun. Like it's that craziness of seeing like Burt Reynolds in his prime like that's you know like this is his prime um growing up get, really... he was a movie star sorry to interrupt you there but yeah, holy yeah, shit, yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I growing up not really I didn't really watch that many Burt Reynolds movies um you know uh my, the one I really know of and it's what is it let me see if I can find it. It's the, um, I think it's Cops and Robinsons. <laughs> it's the one with Chevy Chase, who Chevy Chase watches too many TV uh, like cop stuff, and he wants to become a cop. I think no, that's not. Nope, hang on, that's not Cops and Robinsons. Which one is it? It's Cop and a Half. That's the one. It's Cop and a Half. I'm thinking of. It's when the. I think I've seen that. Burt Reynolds has to like protect a, a kid, basically. 
Um, but yeah, I really never watched that much of uh, Bert. Anchorman credits, right? Isn't this the movie in the Anchorman credits when they like play the? They oh the yeah, Reynolds, like, yeah. Reynolds what's my line of, again? What's my Burt line Reynolds again? Reed Sally Fields line. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, um, he was in the Longest Yard remake, and so that's not you know peak Bert, but this was peak Bert and. It was fun to watch and see why he was, you know, is a movie star. You know, like as Kate brings up when we do movies and how like lately there is no movie stars. And you can just feel in this movie how Burt Reynolds is a movie star in that time period. Well, and when did his Playgirl come out? 1972. Or it's like Cosmopolitan. That's, that's oh, not Playgirl. So it's yeah. Cosmo. Cosmo. So yeah. like, right now. It's like that creates <laughs> playgirl or something like because yeah. of how like many magazines that thing sells the man's fucking just like like he's 1970s hot like he really fits that decade for someone Very. who he's stinking <laughs> hot but like even mm. by today's standards i feel like this era of like he would still be considered hot like people would just be like god damn that man is a man yep. I Absolutely. think I think yeah. And by the way, the hit, hit, him posing on the bearskin rug was in '72. People magazine came out two years later, so it's. Um, <laughs> but like, I think you know, in a lot of people, when they think of, you know, attractive men and like, look at that mustache. Like the mustache is the key part here, folks. <laughs> yeah. You know, for for him. And also, um, I hope I hope it doesn't turn out she was like 17 or something. But Sally Field was quite the babe. She was movie. she was she was old enough, Keith. <laughs> she was like yes, she was crazy hot. She yeah, she. Um, but like she owned it hot. It wasn't like she was hot and was awkward. Like she was just like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm fucking hot. Like I'm what a are professional. You, I'm a dancer. <laughs> like yeah, I'm hot. Fuck off. Yeah, I have a great ass. What about it, uh, Keith? She was thirty. This came out in seventy seven, so about thirty one. What the fuck? She's thirty one in this film. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Good fucking good for you, Sally Fields. What the yeah, fuck? I, I can double she check my... I looked when I was 31. <laughs> I can yeah, double check here Fields, since Keith. uh no, I know minus 19. Yep, 31. I'm good with basic math. Yata! I watched you use a calculator, dog. Yeah, that like was, was right double here. Double checking <laughs> his answer, dog. I was just double checking myself. That. Oh, okay, okay. You're right. Yeah. Damn, man. He's so almost he's, as, he's really good at math. So she was either 30 well, or 30. Let's not go that far. It'd be like saying he's good at geography. I'm great at maps. Everybody's t- been saying. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody has been saying I'm pretty good at maps. So you can just tell me, point me to a direction, and I can tell you where to go. We love it, folks. Everybody's been telling me. <laughs> Everyone's been telling me. But let's get into it. So, uh, Rick, give us the plot to Smokey and the Bandit, because I got some sweet lore. Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Smokey and the Bandit. Bo, the Bandit Darville, is just enjoying life at the truck festival when he gets challenged to a bit by Texas tycoon Big Enos Burdett and his little son, Little Enos, to bootleg some Coors beer from Texas to Georgia for 80K, which would be almost $400,000 in today's (laughs) money. So Bo gets his buddy Cletus, the snowman snow, and take on the challenge. Everything is going well till Bandit comes across Carrie Frog, 
a bride running out on a wedding who hitches a ride. The problem is, Carrie is running from a forced wedding by one Sheriff Buford T. Justice, who's going to do everything he can to get his son's bride back and show the bandit some justice. Can the bandit and crew get the Coors back to Atlanta? In just under 28 hours, can they avoid every cop from multiple states? Will we be able to understand half the thing these truckers are saying? Find out all this and more in Smokey and the Bandit. So, uh, Coors beer was never illegal to transport east of the Mississippi, but due to the location of Coors bottling plant in Colorado, it was really difficult to get out of the Rocky Mountains. So it's very hard to go places east of Texas. Um, yeah, uh, they didn't have authorized distributors east of Mississippi. So that's, you know, that's like, you know, some uh, one another thing was just like the director overheard doing on a film about how it was illegal to do that. And he's like, huh, that'd be a good idea for a good script. <laughs> Man, I'm glad. It'd be bizarre to experience dry counties. That's like such a like. I always hear stories from folks that have, from the live back out east about like what dry counties were like. We have to like drive twenty five minutes to go buy beer, go over to the next county or whatever. It'd be an interesting. Uh, one interesting of the cool thing. Sorry. Yeah, one of the cool things about the theme song was uh, the director asked Jay Reed to write the theme song. A couple of hours later, Reed presented Eastbound and Down to the director with an acoustic guitar. Reed started to play it and Needham, uh, Needham immediately stopped him. And thinking Needham didn't like it, Reed offered to rewrite the song, to which Needham, Needham replied, if you change one note, I'll kill you. I'll choke you, was the word that I read. Uh, I got, I'll kill you. Oh, that's and funny. Then, I saw choke. <laughs> but, um... Either way, some type of murder is going to happen. And it became one of Reed's biggest hits. Um, yeah, you know, this movie's fun. Like, it, it's like the fun thing about this movie. It's like when Snowman is driving, it's like, hey, uh, Bandit, where you at? I'm like, do you really need the Bandit to be there? When, like, when you need, you know, like, I know it's just to diverge traffic or police and stuff but it's just like that funny thing like where are you i'm like 45 minutes behind you and then like snap i'm like i'm right behind you well yeah, man, that's... some of it was like if the bandit wasn't around he couldn't be speeding but when bandit was there he could go like 90 <laughs> or whatever because yeah. bandit could then attract the attention of the cops <laughs> which yeah. god damn this movie just made you love illegal shit and fuck cops and i just uh it was so nice <laughs> Cause like four hundred, you know, for four hundred thousand dollars, I think I would do, I'd do some pretty good illegal driving for four hundred thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, dude, fucking hella. <laughs> I'd like to think I would. I don't, I don't know how cool I am. I don't know, I don't know if like, I could get away with it. I definitely wouldn't leave cops just in constant rivers and like creeks. Yeah, like just Smokey like he could or bandit could stepping out of their cars after you ditch them and they throw their hat on the ground or damn it we lost him again <laughs> i reckon we lost him again okay we can, we, can, can, can we do the, the sandwich movie. scene the sandwich scene the, the, uh, the, hot, the hot devil sandwich what about Diablo? It? make yeah. it fast god damn it that part i mean a great scene but what about it i don't know i just uh, 
weren't the part of the episode. Where I like that. That, like... Was, that's that's one of like one of the scenes I like is the idea <laughs> of him like the bandit freaking out that you know he's right there, but then just plays along with it. Oh, but it's so the, cool. <laughs> but sheriff is so stupid to put two and two together. <laughs> what you running? Like a... What you running from or after? <laughs> it's like I Tom don't run Jerry. from nothing. I I like it's that crazy thing that we they the movie didn't do what other movies do recently of when you have one of those type of scenes and then later on the movie they explain that it was him the whole time like when Bandit at the end when Bandit's like hey turn around and you know, oh, just like tip, just like tips his hat but there's no scene of like remember me at the diner. <laughs> There's no well, that was like him being braggadocious and like, like I know I'm gonna lose this dumb motherfucker. Oh yeah, I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying there's there's no resol there's no yeah. resolution that most movies do nowadays. when they do a scene midway through the movie and towards the end, it's the see it was me. You know, you could have caught me four hours ago or something. There's no know? like, there's no Whedon line where he says like, well, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like remember this that you only saw forty minutes ago, and I think you're too stupid to remember. <laughs> um, that was a Jackie Gleason idea to do of to put that scene into the movie. God damn, dude! Jackie Gleason played such a sh like good shitty cop. He was so like scummy and gross in this movie. He was so easy to hate. I like that he was mean to the server, and Burt Reynolds was nice to the server. <laughs> some some bitch. Dude, and just um, like it was clear he was racist, but they didn't make it like him just like coming out and like being object like in your face racist because that's not how southern racism like works, <laughs> usually very like subtle, like but still in your face. Like when he saw the other sheriff and he's like, Son, where's your sheriff? Like just super demeaning just because he was a black guy. <laughs> and then when it turns out he was the sheriff. What is this world coming to? I'm like, you racist piece of shit. Uh, majority uh, majority oh. of, of the lines and quotes of one Sheriff Buford, T. Justice, were all improvised. But what is? why does Jackie Gleason want to punch women in the face constantly? <laughs> you know, it's the 70s. You can get away with a lot of stuff, I guess. Also, they did a toilet paper bit. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Having toilet paper stuck to a person when they leave an establishment, like that's comedy, like it's evergreen. I feel like the best part of like... it was him running out of the restaurant with it stuck to him and the waitress coming out and like starting to roll it back up. She's like, bitch, we're not losing all this toilet paper. <laughs> like, she just didn't say anything and disconnected it from his glasses. <laughs> I, I, I won't lie, I may or may not use the bathroom uh when i was uh on the shoot and then like i walked out and i made sure to look down at my feet to make sure i'm like nope there's nothing on me have um, you guys ever had an experience with toilet paper stuck to your shoe walking out of a bathroom can't say that i have i want to say i'm gonna say maybe but it's like literally like a, a yeah, square a like not like not like a not like a I'm homer simpson the whole, like... <laughs> yeah i'm not taking the whole roll with me it's just like oh square which i like i noticed right away because my yeah. you know the feeling my walking like this doesn't feel right <laughs> i've done um, it in a porta pot walking out oh no <laughs> take the whole roll no i mean it was just like a few squares oh. I mean, it wasn't that funny because like it, it's got to be 10 squares i think before it gets funny 
Well, I think that's yeah. not something that really happens in real life. Like it's, it's like the banana. Yeah. Uh, Beaver T. Justice was the name of a real Florida Highway Patrolman that known Burt Reynolds' father. <laughs> uh, known to Burt Reynolds' father, who was once chief of police of Jupiter, Florida. Um, it was Jackie Gleason's idea to add another character to the car. Because he's just like, it won't be funny if it was just me in the car by myself the whole movie. Dude, his son being such a dipshit was such a good part of the movie. Daddy, if you leave without me, who's going to hold your hat? (laughs) I just like the fact, like, he was so driven to get the bandit no matter what. And it's like, that car is just... You know, the top, the roof's been destroyed. The car's going to blow. Like, the car could blow up at any moment. But he's like, we got this. Dude, that fucking scene where they ripped the top of the car off, and then you saw someone actually sit up. So someone was actually in the car when they did that scene. I'm like, holy shit, the 70s are a crazy time. Dude, the I, the car action scenes were, like, pretty good in this, I thought. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how many cars they wrecked in this movie, though. Because, like... They like some of that shit, like the car is done afterward. Like one of the yeah. scenes where they knocked the other sheriff into like the creek, like you saw the front end like get crunched. And then, <laughs> of course, the car wasn't crunched anymore. But it's like, so you at least switched the car once or fixed the car once. Also, boy, the, the, the production's taste in vehicles, the vehicle, the vehicles were so rad in this movie. Like the oh. was it at, at the end when they're building the barricade and everyone's in their cool pickups, their cool like seventies pickups. Oh, yeah, those that... were awesome looking. So, um, for cars, uh, the director saw a picture of the Traniac, uh, Pontiac Trans Am, and in a magazine thought it uh, thought of the product placement idea. He asked them for six Trans Ams, but Pontiac <laughs> would only agree to send them four. Uh, director asked for four uh, the mans for the Jackie Gleason's car, but only got two. Jesus. So the Jackie Gleason's car, two. Uh, for the Trans Am, they only had three. So by the time they were wrapping Wait, up... They on sent the... them four, but they only sent them three? They, at, they, agreed, they agreed to four, but only sent them three. Fucking, fuck you, Pontiac. So by the time they were shooting the final shot of the movie, they had to take apart all three Trans Ams and uh, and put them together because it wouldn't start after all the stunts. Imagine so it needed, owning... so, it, so it needed another car to push it in the scene. Just think about owning one of the original Smoking the Jeez. Bandit Trans Ams. That'd be so badass. Someone's yeah. got it. Someone's got to have them. Well, another funny thing about the Trans Am was um, Burt Reynolds talked about how uh, a senior executive at Pontiac promised him a free Trans Am if the movie became a hit. Um, It did. So, And then in 1977, the T-Top Trans Am became one of the hottest selling cars of the year. Oh, I'll bet. Holy shit. That's like the Honda Civic after Fast and Furious 1. Right? (laughs) Yeah. when the movie became a hit, Reynolds expected the executive to come through with his promise, but the Trans Am never came. After a few months, Reynolds, who was afraid of looking like one of those pretentious stars looking for freebies, finally called Pontiac, and it turned out that the executive retired, and then Pontiac's just like, no, they what refused the fuck? to. Dude, he makes them fucking huge and makes their car hot, and they just don't give him one free car? What the fuck? They gotta yeah. give him a car. 
I'm team Reynolds on this one. Yeah, no, fuck that. I mean, because it's not like he was asking for a free car. He was told he would get a free car if his movie was big, and this movie was big. Yeah, it's like the Pepsi, give me my jet kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, this movie's like plot was just so simple. It's just the, yeah, hey, we got to go from here to here, but we're going to have this one guy follow us. And it's just, I just like the fact they're, how simple it is that like in other like current day movies if it's a simple movie there's gonna be a plot twist at the end or a a deranged uh, something that's going to stop it from happening but this is like one of those mo- like one of the movies that well there's just like ban- isn't a movie like that now yeah there is like because the bandit is always on top you know what i mean there's like he there's nothing that slows him down he always finds a way to get to the you know back on top and there's like this one of those movies like he's never he never loses to me it's like weird take here but taken with liam neeson how he always is always winning the fight like you know there's no way he's going to lose that's how i feel about bandit in this like there's no way he's going to lose in this movie like lose on this ride i'm with you or like it also like it works for this movie like the simplicity of it just because of the characters they created like Bandit's just like a famous truck driver. Like he doesn't need like a really complex character. He's just like he himself is just like I'm a simple guy. I got to get to point A to point B, and you're offering me a ton of money to do it. I don't need much more behind it than that. Like it just kind of works for who they are as people. Or it's like like John Wick one. Like this is like John Wick yeah. one. Also. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Uh, he was like, he was always gonna get away with it or not get away. He was always gonna succeed. Yeah. Uh, the the job that the band and snowman take had to drive from location Georgia to uh, Texacana, Texas, to pick up 400 cases of beer within 28 hours. The round trip, according to them, would be 1800 miles. That would have to have them average about 65 miles per hour for the entire trip, and that doesn't allow time for sleeping, eating, or fuel stops. (laughs) Don't it's tell doable. them that, man. <laughs> also, they were definitely going like what they say, like ninety and like a hundred for a lot yeah, of parts line, of the, the movie. Sound, like, that, so like they were flying. That delivery of are we going one hundred and ten right now? <laughs> I like the I like the scene of that of when she's in the wedding dress and or not the wedding dress when they're like when she starts driving the car and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then, um. Oh, and she like, steals his car because yeah. Sheriff Buford was at the truck stop. Yeah, and then like they try to do the whole scene of them switching s- seats while that was driving. So good, but it's just like in any other movie that would they would that would have happened. And but he even says like, he's like, "I saw this in a movie once." Yeah, <laughs> you think it would happen? Oh no, he said it always works in the movies. It's always yeah, it always works in the movies, and it's just like nope, not in this time. And like you got that really funny gag of Sally Field's head like sticking out the top of the Trans Am. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Uh, uh, the movie originally was Jerry Reed was supposed to be the Bandit, but once um, Burt Reynolds heard about it, he was like, "I'll take the role." So then, uh, fuck you, Jerry Reed. You're fucking snowman now, bitch. Yeah. So the director decided to make Jerry. They he wrote another role for Jerry Reed to be the basic sidekick. Dude, Jerry uh, had a great character. I love the dog too. What was the line? Like that dog didn't bite you. There's there's a cool line there before he gets in the fight. I can't remember it. 
The fight scene is brutal. Also, he he, he those... meant to lose, right? Like that's the idea. Like you know, no, I mean he was just he was like, outnumbered. He was just <laughs> well, yeah. He was just wasn't gonna take it. Like he was gonna stand up for himself. Who were yeah. those bikers? Were they like they were clearly like racist? Is the way they were like showing them. Yeah. yeah. Like, were they supposed to be like Hell's Angels or something shitty? The, the oh, there's just a biker bar. The typical. Like, it wasn't a biker bar. bar. Yeah. It was a soul food oh. place. Oh, it wasn't a bike. The, they were. That was yeah. the whole point. Is that those oh, shitheads showed up. Yeah. Through that bar yeah. and we're just trashing it. It's and like he typical. was friends with the soul food guy owner and then was like, no, nah, fuck these skinheads bullshit. Yeah. It's like the, you know, when the, after the beatings, like, how'd it go? And it's just like, same old, same old. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> you lost. I lost, you know. Fucking, um, he won in the end, though. He fucking trashed those bikes. Yeah, he did. That was tight. <laughs> um, the football, the scene of the director on the radio show talked about how the scene with the football players when the when they're you know the running away, driving away uh, as they nearly missed uh, being a serious accident unknown to the film crew, the groundskeeper watered the grass on the field, causing the car to go out, to go out of control and sl- slide the wrong way and almost hitting extras. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, it looked like the fucking two people who were like under like whatever it was, like the announce booth or whatever the fuck that yeah. was. One of those people left like really late before the car hit it. Yeah, there, there were there were a few times I, it's you know it's hard to you know nineteen seventy seven movie when the car does a, a stunt, but you could just see the person already there. Or so like there's a second person in the car. I'm like. Oh, there's someone already in the car, but there's in the scene, it's only one person. Yeah, like there was those scenes where they were first driving to Texarkana. Yeah. And you're like, why is Sally Fields already in the car? Yeah. Um, Fred, the, uh, catch the I, I didn't know the song, the Westbound and Down song existed. No. <laughs> earlier in the movie, they sang Westbound and Down. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Because <laughs> they That's were going awesome. west at one point. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Fred, the Basset uh, Hound, the Basset Hound was personally picked by Burt Reynolds oh my God. Uh, because he refused to obey commands. Dude, that fucking scene where the dog was just swimming in the fucking creek and fucking Jerry Reed had to go get it was so fucking funny. Come on, let's go. Like, and just like legit Brent, what walking. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, A fat ass dog. That dog was so cute. Man, I'm with this movie. I'm like struggling to come up with stuff that because it's so simple, and I just like enjoyed the absolute shit out of it. I'm like trying to think of what to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> like, the like the editing was kind of rough. Like there was yeah. some bad editing, and like the way some dialogue was delivered was a little rough. Yeah, but like uh, I don't care. Like it was still just fun. So uh, yeah, that... the original the original actors mostly redubbed their own lines for the television version, except for Jackie Gleason. Um, the a- actor Henry Corden, uh, who voiced Fred Flintstone, um, <laughs> was used to replace a considerable amount of Sheriff Justice dialogue. This fitting as a Fred Flintstone was a parody slash homage to Jackie Gleason's character uh, from the Honeymooners or the Jackie Correct. Gleason yeah. show, whichever. No, one. Honeymooners, Honeymooners. Yeah, that like what's that called? Is that called ADR? What's it yeah. called? When the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The that like seventy late seventies eighties ADR stuff's kind of. It's so 
it's so bad. Like some of those scenes where you could just hear the lines dubbed in. I'm like, oh, that sounded yeah. nothing like the scene that was going in. <laughs> I just I just watched uh, Tango and Cash, and they did like an ADR scene, and you could just clearly see the guy's lips not moving, but yeah. it, it is a wide shot, and you can just see the things and like the no lips, but like a long sentence. I'm like this. Nope. Um, I'd have to pull up the clip I, in Jurassic World Dominion. There's a pretty, there's a silly ADR scene that I saw made fun of pretty good. It's like when they're when they're on the ice. Um, you could mention any of number of scenes that I'd have no idea what you're talking about because I have not seen that movie. It was like one of the top. And if top any of you ever pick Jurassic World, I will <laughs> strangle you. Uh, the motivation for the bandit to pick up 400 cases of. Coors beer is a new semi value at eight hundred eighty thousand dollars. That is two hundred dollars per case, or a bit over sixteen bucks per bottle. Dude, that's some fucking expensive Coors. Dude, that scene oh. where they got the Coors too was so fucking badass. Smokey just breaks into some fucking distributor and steals a bunch. Or no, Bandit breaks into a distributor and just steals a bunch of beer. I love that's awesome. He's like, "What are we like? What are we doing? We're just taking this." Like, there's no one there. It's like, it's fine. Oh, and then the clear OSHA violation of lifting a man up with the forklift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at one point during the uh, drive, Snowman uh, says, Bandit, you're reckless, and you need to live too much. Uh, you lived much too hard. Then he quips, I ought to be in Nashville. Uh, that's just obvious joke, because he's a famed country movie, mu- uh, country music star at the time. Um. Uh, but like this movie has a lot of CB slang, you know. Dude, I had no idea what was being said half the time. <laughs> yeah, Smokies. I I know Smokies because of the CW McCall song. <laughs> yeah, Smokies uh, are the cops. Yep. But like they had diff like a bunch of different names for the cops. I don't know. Just, yeah, I tried. I tried I could to like, like insinuate find... some of the stuff. Like the fucking little like whorehouse RV was really funny to me. That was such a like, good plan. Oh, don't, don't worry, Smokey or Bandit. We'll distract these Smokies. It's like she was just gonna go fuck the captain to keep them like distracted. It's like so fucking funny. <laughs> uh yeah. So like um the nickname Smokey is, is citizen band radio slang for state patrol troopers and members of the US Forest Service because of their hats. Some states outfits them with that what they're probably called campaign hats with a Montana crease. The hat with the type crease is a uh, 19th century vintage. It came to be called a Smoky Bear hat after the U.S. Forest Service began publishing images of the mascot. Um, but yeah, then you know, where is it? I think I want to say I got to see if I can find it, but it's like uh, ten four became really big after this for this movie. Um, Keith's favorite. I'm surprised we started talking about this. Keith hasn't said his favorite line. I'm looking up. I'm sorry. I'm being silent because I'm looking up trucker codes online right now. (laughs) With his ten one hundred. Ten one hundred is nature calls. Nature calls, big buddy. Uh, At least it wasn't a 10-200, am I right, buddy? A 10-200. I saw a different list. Right, but they were just making a joke and that yeah. a, a number, number two, two is a poop. Poopy and pee-pee. A 10-21, uh, call me by telephone. It's a 
Yeah, all these numbers are boring. I'm fine. Yeah, Keith, actual trucker lingo is not that cool, but like in this movie, it was really cool. But they got the good ones. They're just they're, they're hiding them from me. I also appreciated in this movie that like it established that Sally Fields just falls for men super fast. So like her and Smokey are, god damn it, he's the bandit. Her and Bandit falling in love so quickly like makes sense because that's just who she is as a person. Because like she says like yeah my best love was like an eight day thing or something. <laughs> oh my god! And she's like, and then I walked in on him in the shower with a woman and her mom. At least they, they at least kept it in the, the family. family. <laughs> Dude, By I the way, I found it. a truckerdaily.com article dating a trucker, pros and cons, and what to expect. Written on April 3rd. This was published April 13th, 2023. Like, pretty recently. And uh, it's a really just sensible, boring list. I'm not even going to go through it on the podcast. It's kind of boring, but um, everything you'd expect, you know, it's a hard life out there for a trucker. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> The Diablo sandwich that Keith brought up earlier uh, actually became popular uh, as a, because of this movie. Um, as it's just a spicier version of the yeah, what is sloppy it? Joe. Mm, that sounds oh, good. it's like a hot sauce version of it or something. Yeah, it um, god damn, sloppy Joe with hot sauce just sounds terrible for your insides. It, I'm, yeah, a sloppy, uh, I'm not a sloppy Joe in so long. <laughs> have an extra sloppy. Get away from the kids. You're freaking them out. Um, there's a thing called the Bandit Run, where a group of Trans Am owners uh, take part in the annual road trip from Texana to Jan- uh, Jonesboro to recreate the route. But are they going 110 and ditching straight state troopers left and right while they do it? Because otherwise, they're just lame. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Are you Something guys ready for a little trucker game? Sure. All right. I'm going to ask. I'm going to say some trucker slang, and I want you to figure out what that oh, might be. Here we go. Okay. Um, choke and puke. Oh, that's the, like, a bus stop slash gas station Ding, 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 ding. God damn. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, I got that from the movie. That's the only reason I knew that one was because it was in this movie. All right. How about a uh, motion lotion? Hand job? <laughs> if you're uh, going to. Oh, wait. What's your guess? Yeah, you don't let me guess. You're just going to. Motion lotion. Tell me what motion lotion is. Um, It's not about the size of the boat, it's the. Motion of the ocean. I was gonna no, say if a stop by the, a oh. stop by water. Okay, motion lotion. If you're gonna hammer down the accelerator of your rig, you'll need some go-go juice or motion lotion to keep that truck going. Oh, so it's gas. These truck assigned are somewhat self-explanatory alternative terms truck drivers will use for fuel. <laughs> also, go-go juice. Fucking um, truckers, fucking weirdos. Smoky report. That one's pretty easy. How to talk? Yeah, great stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a trucker guy by the time we get to the next one. It's gonna be big. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I have like a, I'm gonna have like a, one of those like 64 ounce like jugs that you fill up with Mountain Dew. Keith will secretly have patches of women's hair that he's killed while out on runs. No, I'm gonna have one of those. No, I'm gonna I, be a nice trucker. I'll be I like know. the lady, the lady silhouettes on my mud flaps. Keith, <laughs> I know, I know somebody who has one of those like. 64 gallon 
that he fills with sweet tea. It's seven in the morning. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Sally Fields admits that uh, that right after she accepted this role, it was a mistake. She thought she would, it would ruin her career. Wow, that's unfortunate, uh, Sally Fields, because you were great in this movie. Or she won an Oscar after this, so yeah, she was like the literally Probably the best not acting for in this, this movie. movie. <laughs> uh, for Norma Ray, for Norma Ray, um, Burt Reynolds recommended Sally Field to be part of this movie because they did a lot of movies together. Because at the time, this was his <laughs> girlfriend. Um, they did Hooper, they did The Smoking the Bandit, and the sequel, and um, The End. So from 77, 78, 80, and another 78 movie that they were all together. Um, excuse me. Um, but no, like this, this was, a, to me, it was just a fun movie in the fact of, you know, again, he just wouldn't be able to lose. I do know this is uh, Corey's, the Human Wrestling Database on the Noso. Family. This is one of his. I think he said this is his favorite movie of all time. That's High a, praise. That's a fun opinion. I like that. <laughs> once I told him. Once I told him we were doing this movie, he's like, "Oh snap!" And then, um, I told him he's uh, he's like, "Are you doing all three? And I'm like, "I can't find the third one." And he goes, "I will find it for you." And at this moment, he hasn't <laughs> oh, found no. it. So, oh no, he's it's threatening fine. us. It's I fine. looked up. Us. I accidentally spoiled some of the lore and I'm a little bit worried about three. <laughs> well, because it doesn't have Bandit in it. Like he yeah. has like a cameo, but it's mainly just Buford doing a run. It's just Bandit three. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, again, there's like not much, there's not much. To, it was, was fun. Dude, and my other movie I was going to pick was not going to be like a lighthearted fun thing. It was going to be fucking heavy. So like I I'm kind of gl- think... I'm kind of glad we went light before I get to my heavy pick. I think I think the uh, uh <laughs> is it the Hunger Games. Um I think to me one That's of the not scenes, heavy, that's just trash. One of the scenes that kind of it threw me off the loop was the like with um Reynolds and Fields like walking in the forest. You know, like I ah, was them falling in love, dude. You needed the love story. Oh, it was so romantic. <laughs> it, yeah, but you know, it's just we've been doing. Also, they totally banged, but we couldn't watch it because it was PG. This is the horniest. This is probably one of the horniest PG movies I've ever seen. I don't know. There's PG movies out there that have titties in them. So, like, yeah, not anymore. Nope. <laughs> Most R-rated you, movies don't have titties in them. Could you imagine if we were like watching some Disney PG movie and like just fucking a tit slipped out? I'd be like, whoa, what <laughs> well, the hell? You can in, in Splash. I mean, it's not tits, but just, just naked woman. <laughs> I mean, not anymore. There's not. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Walt. It's not Walt. He's frozen under fucking Disneyland. He can't You're do right. anything. And Terry comes back. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> and now, di- now Disney's too I'm distracted, Ray. planning to kill Ron DeSantis for all of us. So it's fine. Kill him, <laughs> killing him with gayness, and I'm kind of on board with it. This, <laughs> the goddamn smoking the bandit and the woke agenda. <laughs> I mean, dude, could you imagine this movie came out today? They would be calling it so fucking woke, like for its time. It would be so woke. It's like, what do you mean they're okay with black people and women? What are you oh, talking man. about? This is going on Facebook right now. 
Fucking Tom Hot Nam Pants Karen. gets to be like an important character. What is this bullshit? <laughs> <coughs> Sally Field shouldn't be in the Trans Am driving it. She should be at home in the kitchen. <laughs> um, ten four and what's your twenty? There you go. Is well, yeah, became popular. The, yeah, became popular. Yeah, by this film. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Can we talk about one thing that's crazy? Is that a cultural reference in a movie that's from nineteen seventy seven? still works as a cultural reference today with Elton John. Elton John was used as a cultural reference in this movie. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, fucking hell, Elton John has staying power. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, Elton John being used as the leftist elite and fucking <laughs> worked then and works now. Um, where is it? Oh, man, I just had something. Um, uh, one of the things I liked <laughs> is the chase and the sheriff tells his deputy, like, hey, don't you ruin my car. And then he doesn't. It's like, see, I didn't do it. But then justice bumps into him and they, this is like, you know, where's your, where's the sheriff? Like, I am, you know, that, that scene. Yeah. I just like that. I swear, sheriff, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Dude, I love that scene where they jumped that fucking little river. And then the fucking first cop car behind him just like swerves left for some reason as it jumps off the bridge. They're just like, oh no. Uh, I really did love how incompetent the fucking cops looked in this movie. <laughs> it was pretty A plus in my point. Like they even tricked the fucking cop peeing twice. Like once on the way there and once on the way back. I liked his I liked his mustache. The the Buford's mustache kept on cracking me up. Oh dude, just a weird pencil thin thing like right on his fucking <laughs> lip. Yeah, it's so like the, gross. It's like the this, this man will not give you a warning. <laughs> no, dude, he fucking just like straight up gut punched one of those kids when he pulled yeah. over to find the fucking wedding car yeah. first. I'm like, that where's my fucking chest cam things to get well, this guy? And like something a, a positive about this movie is that the plot simplicity works so well that like I was whenever I like walked away to go put some dishes away or something in the middle of it, and I just I, and I, I didn't piece together that Sally Field and the cop were connected for a little while, and I was like yeah whatever they're just they're they're just they're just fucking chasing they're chasing Bandit it's fine. <laughs> you didn't put in that Buford's son was wearing a fucking tuxedo and that he was the person that. Sally Fields was supposed to marry. Yeah, I didn't put that together for a while. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't like the fucking little emos. <laughs> I never, it never like, I was never, it never made me lose track of anything. <laughs> but I, I, I caught it pretty quick. But <laughs> well, yes, yeah, it's, it's like the, it's not subtle. <laughs> yeah, dude, those fucking kids also showed up like instantly to fucking. Jack that car. That was crazy. It came out really nowhere. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, the film is responsible for explosion and sells of CB radios and became quite a pastime for drivers. Um, yeah, I think it's going to ma- get Keith to buy a fucking CB radio now, apparently. <laughs> Except Keith's not going to get to talk to truckers. He's just going to talk to like some lost relative in the fucking ghost space, like that one movie. Frequency, yeah, I think you might be right. I think that fucking good call. It, I just, I just can't. It just came across one of my things on the socials. I'm like, that's frequency. I think um, I remember liking that movie. It's not a CB, but maybe I'll get into ham radios and I'll like talk to my dad in Pensacola. Don't you need like a fucking 
like special like waiver to get one of those or something like you need... I was trying to do a Jody Foster reference I'm sorry oh fuck <laughs> uh Jackie Gleason would often ask his assistant for a hamburger on set which was just code for a glass of vodka what a badass <laughs> What is that um, fucking line? The Popeye guy who's like, I'll give you something today. Wednesday. The, I'll give you a hamburger today for. No, I'll give you a dollar on Wednesday for a hamburger today or something. <laughs> yeah. That's Jackie Gleason, but Wimby. he's just fucking asking for. He's just asking for vodka. What badass. Uh, the movie made the Pontiac Trans Am superstar as Trans Am's jump from 68,745 in 1977 to 93,341 in 78. Then Wait, in seventy eight, like, in nineteen seventy eight, a car was sold four thousand no, dollars. No, sold. No, okay, sold. they sold that many. Okay, I was oh, like, okay, what yeah. the fuck? Sales. Like that, that'd be like Ferrari. That's like high high end Ferrari cost. <laughs> and then in seventy nine, <laughs> it jumped up to one hundred seventeen thousand one hundred eight mm-hmm. units sold. Yeah, I don't know if it was just from watching this movie, but like instantly, I'm just like, God, that is a badass looking car. It was good. There's a. Yeah. Co-worker of mine has a pretty badass Trans Am that he drives to work every once in a while. <laughs> and yet, you know, nowadays, like... Pontiacs are old people cars. Yeah. Right. They made the joke, you know, like if you look at like goofs from the movie, and it's like that Trans Am is always in dirt, but the very next scene, it is clean as the devil. <laughs> smart. Like, it was smart. You know, what are you gonna do? It's like one of those things that if it was a new movie, I might be upset about, but I'm like, eh, it's 1977. I don't yeah. fucking care. It's like where they would show like Bandit passing the fucking semi, and then the next scene would be him talking in the car, and the semi not <laughs> behind him like at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like that. It's like, it's like that funny thing of like the movie being how simple it is. We gotta run away from the cops. Hey, uh, you know, this is Little Bieber. You can slide right in this hole. I'm like, what? What's this lingo we're going on here? And then it's just you know them. Dude, I was fucking dying the- at that part. Tucking the you know them away in the caravan so they can you know. Did any of you hear exactly what Sally Field said? Because like when they were driving past the caravan, she was like, "They they can look right down in these cars." And then Burt Reynolds said something, and then said "Little Beaver." I missed it. So I'm pretty sure it was offensive about showing off like tits or vagina to truckers, (laughs) but like I was just like, "Fuck this movie." It's more it because I remember she saying that he goes like, "No, this is like." Like beautiful, like this is a like a gift or something because it's you know a, a passageway or something that can they can slide right in so they can. But it's like just he said, like, this isn't a convoy. This is fucking yeah. like a beauty. Yeah, dude, yeah. that fucking scene though, where like they slot in between the trucks and the other truck drives up next to him was so fucking cool. I just I just think of like too fast, too furious. You know, like when those things happen, like I'm just gonna slide right under the under the. The truck, like Dude, I kind of think, like one, like early Fast and Furious, I like, got some inspiration from Smoking the Bandit. A lot, like, I think, a lot of things did. <laughs> Dude, and then Loki. One of my favorite scenes was when, like, that old granny was talking to Bandit, and like, Bandit, you're gonna have to avoid this area, and it's because she like got in a wreck, <laughs> was fucking just like totaled her car, or that semi drive, the 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 driver, like, I got myself a re- uh, pulled over for you, Bandit. You know, good, for, you know. Good on you or something. Like, but check the twenty-four mark or something because we're gonna 
There's going to be one there. It was funny. Like they were talking about like mile markers and shit. Cause that would have mattered back in the day for you to actually like know what the fuck you were doing on a freeway. Cause you know, you don't have a phone to tell you what, where you need to be going the whole time. <laughs> Map quest wasn't a thing yet. You know, they couldn't <laughs> print out their directions. God, I remember map quest. That was, that was a big savior back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like you think about it, like we always grew up being able to find where we needed to get to. Like, imagine you used to have to like own maps and like know how to read them. So you knew what, and like you just like family members would take trips and you had no way of contacting them to know if they were safe or not. Hell, hell. When I moved from California to, uh, from to here, we lost my dad. We did, uh, <laughs> My my dad had the moving van, and I was with my brother and my mom, and we lost him driving up to the point it's where like, like it's just there was no there was like we you know a payphone. We're ta- you know we had to call my grand my mom had to call my grandparents from a payphone and be like, hey, we're gonna be here, and I think we ended up just meeting him up here. Like we just flat out <laughs> lost him on the drive up. Just, just go north. <laughs> just, we just went north. We all, we all know what city we're going to. We'll find each other there. It's fine. Yeah, that's basically how it went. Mm-hmm. But I just remember, like, is dad behind us? And like, nope, we lost him. I guess we just drive north, folks. Good times. Eastbound and down, or northbound and down. Down. <laughs> <clears throat> Morb. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anything else? Any lore? Um, uh, no, no. What do you think they'd be bootlegging if they made a movie like this nowadays? Well, kratom. We know what? Kratom. Great. What the fuck's kratom? I don't know. It's yeah. like trucker gas station. Pills, drugs. Oh. I don't know. I was thinking maybe something less kills people, like maybe just like weed through Texas. Well, you know, you know still you, illegal fa- in Texas. You know, Fast and Furious. It was DVD <laughs> players and combos and dude, yeah. fucking sick ass D- fucking TV DVD combos. Yeah, just the best. <laughs> With PS fives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. PS, you know. Well, two years ago would have been PS fives. Yeah, or any high-end console two years ago. Yeah, but now you can get them. Um, it might be ferrying trans kids out of these fucking awful states. <laughs> uh, included among the Americans Film Institute 2000 list of 500 movies nominated for the top 100 funniest American movies. It was very funny. Uh, in the 14th minute, uh, four, 14 or 15th minute, 15 minutes in the movie, Burt Reynolds breaks the fourth wall as he winks at the camera. Dude, I love that scene when he just fucking was like, I fucking wrecked that bitch and took off. I'm like, God damn, that was a great fucking just nail the camera spot. Because like it doesn't necessarily have to be looking at us. He could just be looking like at anything to the side, but for some reason it still just works as a nod to the fucking crowd to pull something like that off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to Southfield in interviews, there was no script. It was almost all, it was all improvised, but then they, uh, you know, that's a hit or miss on that end of if it's true or not, because then she like, she, when she read the script, it, you know, 
But a lot of it was probably more improvised than <laughs> what the script gave us. It was just Modern fucking Sally ups. Fields and Burt Reynolds <laughs> making sex jokes back and forth the whole time. Yeah. And then going back um, to their trailer to actually bone. Yeah. So, um, you guys want to take a guess what the budget was for this movie? I already saw it, so I spoiled myself accidentally. I, I saw it. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> no. Uh, set with his $5.3 million budget, a studio hatchet man was sent to Atlanta and informed the director that the budget was needed to be cut by $1 million. So $4.3 million was the budget, but with Burt Reynolds making a million... Burt Reynolds made a million dollars to do this movie in 1977. That's such an insane amount of money in 1977. Well, uh, Jackie Gleason had the option to take a a cut or take the royalties, and he took a cut. Damn. So he lost a lot of money on that end. That sucks. (laughs) I mean, you're Um, never going to expect this movie to gross what it grosses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the gross domestically. It got a hundred and twenty six million dollars. <laughs> so insane for 1977. Yep. People would be happy to make that now. That's so funny. It didn't go international, but. Um, one hundred twenty six million for. Um, the gross box office, guys. So here's a funny thing. I can't find a box office. Say what? There's one specific release that I'd like to hear about. (laughs) I didn't see what the top 10 for the year were. So, um, I had to do some research and I found out that another movie came out that same weekend. Is it the prequel to the movie with Ray in it? I will fucking stab you in your throat <laughs> if you don't let this bullshit hate of a female character go. Anyway, Star Wars, A New Hope <laughs> came out. Yeah, the prequel to <laughs> That same weekend. So the two highest grossing movies of the fucking year came out the same weekend? Yep. That's crazy. That would never happen nowadays. <laughs> But I have I I don't have the box office, but I have the top two. Coming in at number two with one point five million, Star Wars. <laughs> Coming in at number one with one point seven million, Smoking and the Bandit. How the fuck did these movies earn over a hundred million dollars if that was their opening weekend? Word of mouth. Power. Well, but they knew that, that they knew what character was going to come in forty years. <laughs> but anyway, but it's just that funny thing of because this is Star Wars; it's the first movie. No one knows what they're getting themselves into. It's just that craziness of smoking the bandit beat Star Wars in week one at the box office, but um. It's just that crazy thing of just, you know, what what we know of what's a bigger franchise at the in you know at the moment you know it's like smoking, smoking the bandit, bandit. Or, or smoking, <laughs> of course smoking the bandit. But I mean, dude, like look at some of the movies that came out in 1977. Though you have obviously Star Wars and Smokey are at the top, but the number three is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 
Wow. Number four is Saturday Night Fever. Then there's The Goodbye Girl, A Bridge Too Far, The Deep, The Spy Who Loved Me, Oh God, and the Oscar winner that year, Annie Hall. It's a big one. Huge. So let's go to the ratings. Uh, IMDb gave this a 7 out of 10. Uh, Ron Tomato, Hall Critics gave this a 78, while Audience gives this an 85. Uh, Keith, you have a... There's no Roger Ebert review, but I have a Roger... There might be one, but I have a comment. It kind of sums up a little bit what we're saying. I like what he said. Smoking the Bandit is the latest good old movie from Burt Reynolds, who does this sort of thing better than anyone else, even if he doesn't always convince us that it should be done at all. It's basically a chase movie, and chases have been the staple of movies almost since they were invented. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, like the idea of just like someone chasing somebody. That's kind of like, it's timeless. It's perfect. And they did a good job of it with this one. Yeah. So before we uh, glaze them, let's rank them as we're going to do best car stunt, best 10 100, the birdie. And movie. Let's do best car stunt. Uh, God. I think I have to go with jumping the bridge, but some of those fucking burnouts were too pretty badass too. Yeah, always jump. Always jump is my vote. Car jump, okay. Uh, best ten one hundred. Do you want to tell the like... audience what a 10-100 would be there, Keith? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. To me, it's when the fucking trucker's like, we're going to put you in the rocking chair and all that, and then they get by that cop in Alabama. That's what it is for me. Number two is the actual 10-100. Okay, 10-100 is what we're referring to as the best truck-related moment. For me, it's when they drive over <laughs> the motorcycles. That is a good one. Mine is the driving over the motorcycles. And the poo the poo poo pee pee joke is a very, very, very close <laughs> second. What, what was yours, Rick? Uh, the putting them in the rocking chair, like actually slotting them uh, in between trucks and then the truck driving <laughs> up alongside them. Okay. And then bikers. Uh, what is the birdie? I have to just go with like the multiple scenes of Burt Reynolds laugh. Like just that fucking laugh that Burt Reynolds had was so fucking good. And I just, it warmed my heart. So those are my birdies. All of the great Burt Reynolds laughs. Okay. My vote is when he made fun of Sally Field's calves. (laughs) That was so fucking funny. You got fat calves. No, I don't. Um, what would mine be? Mine's him just stealing the beer. Like, just straight up just stealing beer. That's <laughs> pretty fucking good. Dude, fucking kicks that door down. Goddamn, Burt Reynolds is a stud. I'd let him be my stud if you catch my drift. Yeah. And then, uh, movie. It's number one. Um, because I'm going to predict mo- that most rewatchable movie is going to stay the first Smokey and the Bandit. All right, we're at a party. Who wants to throw on Smoking the Bandit too? Let's go. Let's go, baby. 
and then there'd be multiple people going, there was another smoking <laughs> bandit. Get the hell out of here. Did they like go know? get a thing and bring it somewhere? Is that the story? <laughs> Do you think in 1980 when the second Smoking the Bandit came out, there were also people then who said Hollywood has no new ideas and they only do fucking sequels and remakes? Or do you think that's more of a last 10 years thing that people keep saying? I don't know. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking on IMDb <laughs> right now and it's like I'm on Smoking the Bandit and it's like, what's more like this? And it's like, Smoking the Bandit one, uh, two, three, and then like the Cannonball movies. I'm like, so wait, the yeah, it's just like they're all similar in some fashion. <laughs> um, but yeah, I as I mentioned, there was a Smoking the Bandit three, but it is it is impossible to find, so we're never going to find it. So that's fine. So next, I'm week- disappointed because like when I originally put this on my list of movies to pick, these movies were on Paramount, and the third one was on there. Wow. But they got dropped from Paramount, and I guess when Netflix picked it up, they're like, "We don't, yeah. we don't want, we don't want." The <laughs> uh, hey, Netflix, you have three. There's three. Wait, wait, what? No, nah, no, nah, we're fine. We're fine here. Move we'll along. Take the two with Burt Reynolds. You can yeah, fucking put on. that other one in the trash. Yeah, move along. So, uh, coming here next week on the Fake Movie Experts, where we doing Smokey and the Bandit two. But we gotta we. We got a glaze. Three. I know that, but I'm just saying we're glazing some stars first, though. Eastbound and down, loaded up and glazing. We gonna do what they say can't be done. We got a lot of films to see in a short time to watch them. I'm eastbound. Just watch those boys glaze. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Sun, never mind them breaks. Let it all hang out because we got a glaze to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta, and there's milkshakes in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down, loaded up and glazing. We gonna do what they say can't be done. We got a lot of films to see, and a short time to watch them. I'm Eastbound, just watch those boys glaze. Wow. I'm stunned. I'm glazed. I feel like I got covered in glaze. What are you going to give it there, Mr. Glazer? Wait, and the picker's supposed to go first? Or I am I going first? Three and three quarters. Damn. I love it. I can't quite give it a four because, like, there's still a lot of holes in this movie. But it gets three and three quarters for me. All right. Ugh. I'm gonna. I don't. Rewatchability is kind of important with these. I don't know if I need to miss. Although no, I, I would. I would. I would watch it. I don't really have cable, but if it was on cable, I'd probably leave it on there until the next commercial and have a blast. So, and it was yeah, four stars, four, four of them. Oh, you go for the full four. <clears throat> Huge. Uh- Huge. Um, I I liked it. I'll give it a three and a half. That brings smoking the bandit into the three and three quarters, making it our fifth highest movie of twenty twenty three. It has kicked Blade off of our top five for twenty twenty three. Damn, Blade was this year. Wow. Um, for the pre glaze, uh, I gave it a three, so I went up. Uh, Ricky, you said three and a half. 
And Keith, you said three and three quarters. So we all went up. We were all pleasantly surprised. <laughs> so what do you guys give our next movie, Smoking the Bandit? Two. I want to go three. Usually sequels are not as good, but it's still <laughs> Burt Reynolds and Sally Fields. So like, it'll be good enough. Oh, both of them are back, huh? I didn't know that. That's big. I was going to do two. I'm going to two, two and a half. Basically, the full cast is back. Yeah. We'll find out next week. What are you glazing pre for? Yeah. Said two and a half if you didn't hear him. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear him. Two and a half. Uh, I'll give it a three. Let's see what happens. Let's get crazy. Yeah, I think it's going to be significantly worse. It probably <laughs> will be. It probably will be. Um, and again, uh, if you want to watch these Smoking the Bandit movies, they're on Netflix, minus the third one. Um, so next week here on Fake Movie Experts, again, we're going to be doing the Smoking the Bandit 2. Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. There it is. Yeah. But you can go to uh, nosoentertainment.com where you can find all the things that we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias, on Insta- on the Instagram Twitter and the Facebook at No Cell Entertainment or No Cell ENT. Uh, you can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keith, there ain't no way you came for my loins. After all this, I'm going home and punching your mama right in the face. <laughs>